is uh, Trice Talk Sunday night, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. And I'm laughing because I'm not getting my stereo effect here. I'm, I'm missing my bass on the, on the music, and uh, it's throwing me off. It's like, just add something else to this. Why don't we? <laughs> Where is it? I can tell. Do you expect anything less, Donald Wayne? No, I tell you, I thought surely that uh, not being live would would solve a lot of problems, but it certainly it doesn't even make sense to me. I can't see anything. That's just weirder than hog jowls on a Sunday morning <laughs> slathered on some French toast. Oh, I like French toast. I do too. But um, I don't. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, I don't really care. It's Sunday night. It's Trice Talk, and I, it's a habit me saying Trice Talk live. But we're we are live. We are a live. But oh, uh, yeah, I'm alive. You're but alive. We're, but we're not broadcasting live. So in that respect, it is not Trice Talk live. Indeed. Whatever we want to call it, I don't give a. F- <laughs> <laughs> give, give a monkey flip. Oh, watch uh, what you say about that. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I like I like animals. I, I and insects and I do I do and, and snakes and lions and tigers. Oh my! Well, yeah. all right. So I actually I wonder what that is. What is that crawling? Um. We made it to Sunday, and for anybody that wondered if Dennis Lee was still around, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he's here. He's uh, here. You know, things and, get in the way. I, and, I don't know. and it's all yours, Dennis. I'm going to go over here and watch uh, <laughs> uh, the Mark Levin show, and then just, you know, <laughs> text me when you've finished. What the? <laughs> what the? Oh. Well, you know, I, I hope everybody had a decent weekend wherever you are, if you uh-huh. could, and you didn't have to work. Uh-huh. I've done literally nothing the last two days. Uh, 
physically anyway, so moved, moved very little uh, to make up for last week. But um, it was it was nice. Uh, you nice. know, it's easier when we have this kind of weather that we've had this weekend here. Yeah. It gives you an excuse not to have to do yard work. Nice uh, and wet. Yeah. Well. Yeah, watch how you say that. But it gives you an excuse not to have to run around and do errands because you don't want to get wet getting in and out of the car. So yeah. I kind of like it occasionally. So I, I'm a happy man tonight. <laughs> what can I say? What was that? Did you rip oh, bless, something? Bless you. Was that a sneezeola? <laughs> I thought it sounded like you ripped some vital organ or something. No, I ripped it all right. That's for sure. So what's new with you since the last time that I talked to you? Uh, you know, nothing nothing but a lot of work, really. Um, you know, all work and no fun makes Dennis Lee very angry. <laughs> <laughs> but it pays the bills, so it, yeah, that, it must that, be done. Must that's, be done. that's the thing. Uh, sometimes when I'm doing things I don't want to do, I when it's over, I say, well, at least there's more going into the coffer. The that's coffer. That's right. That's right. The coffer. <laughs> I need as much in my coffer as I could get. That's for sure. I like cream in my coffer, actually. That's Do you? Good. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> well, may, may your may your coffer run her over with cream. Oh, yes, fine dairy. Um. <sighs> yeah. What? Sound like a? I don't know. I shouldn't go there. Yeah, I so, was reading the description on your first uh, little ditty there, and um, what's that? From where from where it came from? I'm pretty what's sure that? that you mean Fox Sports. Oh, and, oh. <laughs> um, I, well, <laughs> I can only imagine where this is going to go. That's, uh, <laughs> but I got a really good chuckle off of that. Well, at least I don't have to post that, you know, so nobody yeah. sees it. Well, that's good stuff, right there. It's it's still. You know, well, it, I mean, it fell right in line with what you got. So, yeah, I mean, it well, it did actually, didn't it? Isn't that funny? That's that's kind of ironic that that would. Yeah. Well, he's talking, yeah, he's talking about the way that I spelled Fox Sports. Uh, the first story I'm going to do is from Fox yeah. Sports, and that's not what I typed in on the outline. Um, that sounds like you got a little heated up about sports this weekend. So, I oh, did you listen to the Dallas one? You no, didn't I, I, I didn't okay. listen to it. I saw it, and you know, I, I want to see football because it's a break from everything else. But I, I get it. Well, totally you can it. you can tell me how it is because I, in uh, fact, well, I'm, I'm not going to be watching any of that. And and actually, they'll probably do like they did last year, and they won't even show it. You'll see it at the game if you pay to go. Um, but they won't show it on on live TV. I don't believe. Well, it, it, it's. For me, it was the it was the article that I read and the mindset of uh, of the NFL commissioner. I forgot his name now. Um, uh, Roger Goodell. Yeah, Goodell. Uh, it was the comments about Roger Goodell and him talking about yeah he's he's and you know he supports Black Lives Matter and he's uh, his comment that well you know most of the players in the league are black anyway. So he feels like that, you know, he has to do this for the, for the players. And I personally was 
insulted. I personally just, I'm, I'm over that. And, and really the only thing that bothers me, well, there's a lot of stuff that bother me, but the, the main thing that bothers me about that is them calling it a national anthem. It's not a freaking national anthem. If you don't have a different country that the people are coming from, right? you know, you're coming from this country. If you're playing a national anthem, it's the, it's, it's our anthem, the, right. the American anthem, the, Right. Uh, Star Spangled Banner. It's not, right. there's no other national anthem unless you're from a freaking foreign country. And it's going to make me say that word that I got typed in on my. I know, uh, I know. Getting your blood I, pressure. I got, I got heated up. I got, actually got some comments about that posting, uh, that, that episode. Uh, but that's the thing. It's not a national anthem. If you want to call it some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of protest song or some kind of. I don't know what you would call it, but don't call it a national anthem because that's not what it is. And if you if you think it's that, then you're basically saying that the people that you're playing it for aren't citizens of the United States. Right. And if they're not, then go to hell, play for some other country besides the United States. I feel Uh the same way about the Olympians. If you don't want to stand up, you know. When they're playing our national anthem, this is the country that sent you to the Olympics and supported you in the Olympics. But you don't. You want to. You want to. Um, uh, what I want to say. Dis. Uh, what's the word? Disgrace. Uh, well, yeah, that's the first thing that popped in my head. And that was. Uh, I don't know. Dishonor. Uh, something. It, it, anyway, if if it. If you don't care, if you really feel like this is a a terrible country, then you ought to go to wear the uniform of some other country. Let somebody else send you to the Olympics and see if they'll let you dishonor them when it comes time to uh, go up to a ceremonial thing. But again, it's because they call it the national anthem. And then that stupid ass Roger Goodell and those comments is like, well, you know, yeah. Uh, well, you can see that he's got a lot of, uh, he's got pressure on him. Oh, he's so got he pressure. Came. I understand. He just he, caved. He just he's caved. a suck up. Saying, yeah, he's, he's not the uh, best commissioner we've ever had anyways. The, all these been people. a lot of people that weren't happy with Goodell even before all this started. You just, you know, every, every indicator in the country is, except for these radical protests or these loudmouth people that you hear on these other news stations talking about, well, they need to do this and support this and da 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 da. They don't want politics and sports. They want to be able to turn it on, enjoy the the bloodletting, you know, during the game. And then if they want to listen to politics, they'll switch the stations and go watch something else. But they're ruining every pastime that we've that we've got in this country. The only thing left right now uh, that I can think of that comes to mind would be college football. And I think they're on the verge of ruining that they're, they're, you know, they're, they're getting socially active in that as well, which is fine with me. It gives me back about three hours a week of my life that I used to spend on watching the the Cowboys. Well, we're in the middle of a great socialist experiment anyway. So, We'd see more of that coming. Well, you know, I, I, I got fired up about several things that I talked about last week while you were gone. And it was like, uh, you know, the flag thing and the, and, and that, uh, it's just, 
the craziness just doesn't seem to stop. And when you think that you, you, they can't go any further with it, they, there can't be another issue that they can bring up, they find something and there it is. It's facing you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, but um, yeah, I, I will, I still love my Cowboys, which is what I said in the uh, podcast. It's just that I refuse to, to, even what meager support I offer to them because the Cowboys aren't going to go broke about losing anything from me. Um, but, uh, it's always been near and dear to my heart and one, because I'm from Dallas and the other, as I related my story with my dad, taking me to a game one time. And, uh, that always made it special for me, but there you go. Politics ruined it. I don't know. Maybe if we, if they have a bad year and enough people are, are pissed off about it not to uh, – and just really don't participate, if they stop buying the merchandise and they stop going to the games and uh, – I don't know. You know, probably a lot of people will still watch it on TV, although the ratings were down last year. Maybe we'll just have to see how it pans out. The only way they're going to change the direction they're going is if it hurts them financially. So, but if enough people support them and want to watch it, that's fine. Well, I mean, look, if the organization, the people that they play for, they're, they're, um, you know, the company they work for tells them this is what you have to do. And you take up all these other things on your own time. Then they either follow the rules or they find some other place to, uh, you know, to seek go gainful employment. So, well, and I have no problem uh, it's with up them. To the, up, up to the owners. Yeah. I have no problem with them speaking their mind and and protesting and supporting whatever they want after the game. I just don't want to see it for those three hours that, you know, we take time out of our lives to watch them play football. I don't want to watch them talk about Black Lives Matter or anything else. They talked about, you know, they're going to put – uh, signage. They're going to allow signage in the end zones again this year. Um, but it all seems to be geared towards, you know, this police issue, the police violence, the, the, that was so prominent last year. And, and I, I said, well, if you're going to do that, why don't you put some signs out there in the end zone about, uh, you know, black-on-black crime in cities like Detroit and Chicago. Don't make it just about police, you know, uh, violence. Let's make it about violence, period, because there's a whole lot more crimes committed, you know, person-on-person than there are police officers on individuals in this country. And, And you don't see anybody protesting that or marching for that or putting signs up in the end zone for that. So... Right. There's my problem. They're they're just yeah. it's such a narrow little band that they're trying to focus on, but that's what gives them the most bang for the buck. Donald Wayne, I see but, that um we have achieved level three on Podbean. So you can uh yeah, you've you, level three, yes. What is that? That's good. Um it it affects uh, what you have inside the chat room. It affects what you can do as a backdrop. 
you can basically take our logo and make it the backdrop for the chat room. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Except we don't have a chat room right now. No, but, you know, at least it would look cool for me looking at it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll look into that. I didn't notice that there was a, a new badge available for us. Yes, yes, there is. Well, uh, I guess we should give ourselves a round of applause. Then, yeah, give, let's give ourselves a clap. The clap. The only way, I mean, <laughs> only way <laughs> to do it. Uh, very good, very good. Did you happen yeah, to see, see what I posted that BP sent? Have you seen that? Uh, on it, our it, Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's just a, a link to uh, – to he, he sent it in last week. Uh, I may have talked about it one night, but I didn't have a chance to read it. It's not actually even articles. It's just a bunch of videos on a – it looks like a Christian network uh uh, not really sure how to describe it, but there's just a, I would say, you know, 25, 30 videos and they were about different subjects, uh, you know, concerning, uh, what's going on in the country today. And one of them was about, <laughs> about, uh, the coronavirus and, and some doctors that came out last year talking, uh, about these alternative treatments that were available that the mainstream media was knocking down and saying that, you know, they were false information. So there was a group of doctors, I forgot how many, I think they called it the group of seven, but they went down to Washington DC and stood on the, uh, I believe it's the steps to the Lincoln Memorial and started and gave a press conference about this. And uh, people were trying to silence them because they were talking about hydroxychloroquine and some other drugs that had been used to successfully treat people even elderly people, and they did not die. So huh. anyway, anyway, uh, VP sent that in, and I, I, I thought that was a very interesting thing. He said he thought we would like it, but there's so many videos on there. And like I say, it looks like a Christian network, so they're all with a Christian-based uh, MCs. Or, or, huh. And uh, some of the ones that I've seen are very interesting, so... You might want to try checking that out. I believe I got that posted on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not. I don't see it, but okay. Well, maybe I just maybe I just put the link on the end of the podcast that night. I can't honestly remember okay, that. That, yeah. that was several several days ago. <laughs> I don't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> well, it happens. So, but yeah, that's great. I mean, hey, we're stepping up our level there on Podbeam just before go. before we leave them how about that yeah how about that how about those <laughs> maybe apps? they'll maybe they'll beg us to stay maybe they'll mm-hmm. uh, yeah i bet that'll happen well all right so i guess uh i didn't mean to get into a a, a session about the cowboys but you brought it up and yeah obviously no, you, yeah, you hit a nerve you hit a nerve you right off you know that's what i do <laughs> well somebody's got to do it might as well be family right that's right uh let's see the first thing i wanted to talk about tonight was uh, uh <laughs> from fox sports <laughs> uh i found this little ditty actually i saw it on on i don't know whatever fox thing was on on the news there earlier tonight and 
as usual, I jumped over and found it on the internet. But um, this is a story about <laughs> what they're doing in Tokyo for the athletes that are coming over. Um, the The title is "Athletes to Sleep on Anti-Sex Cardboard Beds at Olympic Games Amid COVID." What? And it's a story by David Meyer in New York Post. Now, honestly, I, I read the article. I didn't know that that was a big problem for the Olympics, but this article more or less alludes to the fact that, uh, yeah, it is It is a problem. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, uh, what would you want to call it, mingling during the Olympics games? So, is there? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty desperate if you're going to have to design some cardboard beds for people to keep them from. But, you know, the first thing that went through my mind is who said that they're going to have to use a bed? I mean, we're, we're talking about athletes here. <laughs> you know? uh, well, this is true. They don't necessarily need to use I mean, They, they could, could probably yeah. do that standing up. I mean, yeah, the parallel bars or <laughs> physically fit. Uh, so. Diving board, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I I did not. I don't know if I should play. How long is that thing there? Nah, it's too long. There's a little audio that goes with it, but I'm not going to do that. So let me just um, let me just read some of the copy here. <laughs> it says, "Lustful Olympic athletes should think twice before making the bedrock in Tokyo." Oh my! And the world's best sports competitors are set to spend their nights on cardboard beds allegedly designed to collapse under the weight of fornicators to discourage sex amid COVID-19. I mean, they're calling them fornicators. I thought they were athletes. Is there, is there an event for fornicators? I think there is. Um, I think it's called the, the 60 well, I, second dash. I, don't I know. wish I'd known that years ago. <laughs> I think there's probably a gold, a silver, and a bronze for that. And, yeah, it's um, probably they probably turn <laughs> much like a rodeo. Uh, you know, uh, someone in the rodeo. I mean, more than ten seconds. You know, I think it's where you got to go on that. Oh, but, is uh, it like bull riding? You got to be got to hang on be. for ten seconds. Yeah, make sure you're not thrown off at a certain time. <laughs> it says that Olympic officials who already warned. 2021 game participants to avoid two-person push-ups. <laughs> Boy, they're really oh. getting creative oh. here because of the coronavirus. <laughs> they have set up to 18,000 of the cardboard beds in the notoriously sex-crazed athletes' village. I never heard that before. Have you heard that they had a problem with sex in the village? six craze athletes, village. <laughs> athletes so that would be uh to make that short that'd be scav so i didn't know that they had a, a that kind of an issue there i didn't either um you know and, and why don't they just admit they wanted to save money on on you know not spend the money on regular beds so they got these cheap ass cardboard beds. oh and i bet you they yeah. paid a fortune for them just because you, you know think? some come well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, anything like, you know, anything like that, these people aren't going to, well, we had to design this. I mean, there's obviously, unless it's some, it's a big deal in, in Japan to have cardboard beds, but it says the beds to be installed in to Tokyo Olympic Village will be made of cardboard. This is aimed at avoiding intimacy 
among athletes. Um, beds will be able to withstand the weight of a single person to avoid situations beyond sports. I see no problem for distance runners. <laughs> Even four of us can do. I'm not sure what that statement's about, actually. Uh, wow. Olympic athletes have never shied away from hanky-panky, but officials have warned it could spell particular trouble this year amid the pandemic. Uh, the 100% recyclable cardboard beds were designed by the Japanese company Airweave. Uh, says, but officials are apparently aware it's going to take more than just some makeshift berths to keep players out of the pole position. This guy, who is, what did I say this person's name was? David Meyer. He's just a regular old comic, isn't he? Going to keep him yeah. out of the pole position. Uh, they are distributing a catch of condoms to the athletes as they have at every Olympic game since 1988. I didn't know that. This year, the condom tally is 160,000. Still, that's a far cry from the 450,000 they put out at the Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro in 2016. 450,000 condoms? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this year, Olympic officials insist the rubber is for the athletes to bring home to spread the oh message of safe sex. What are these, retread tires? I mean, come on. Uh, it says, our intent and goal is not for the athletes to use the condoms at the Olympic Village, but to help with awareness by taking by taking them back to their own countries. Yeah, you can be sure not many are going to return. At least two athletes have already tested positive for the coronavirus at Tokyo Village. Uh, another resident of the village, a visitor from abroad, was reported as having tested positive a day earlier. So, I mean, that sounds like it's just one, going to be one big old gigantic orgy there in Tokyo. Jeez, I mean, I, I mean, aren't they going there representing the country? I mean, what are they? Uh, what in the world? The pole position. <laughs> Never heard that. Mm. Uh, here's my question, though. I mean, you know, some of the there's a difference. There's there's a difference in the body size of the different events. You know, like your your um, gymnastics teams. You know, they're generally not very large people. Well, yeah, that way way about you know eighty pounds uh, hanging up wet, but you know. You got these uh, weightlifters and yeah, but your shot putters, your hammer thrower is going to be a larger person. <laughs> Hell, you got to have a. So what if one of them? <laughs> so here's the thing: if you here, if you figuring that in this this in your head now, if, if you're if you're two uh, gymnastics um, participants who who want to uh, hanky panky. You know, then you can probably this cardboard bed may work out. But now, if you're two hammer throwers, or maybe even one hammer thrower might not be able to handle that cardboard bed. I don't know. If you're a hammer thrower, do you really care if you have a bed or not? I mean, you sound like you know, pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> physical individual. What do you do? I'm a hammer thrower. Well, you, mean, you, you lean up against the wall and sleep at night? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're not talking about a claw hammer. We're talking about, you know, <laughs> something a little more substantial. So I don't think yeah. that a bed really matters like you were saying, Donald Wayne. 
I don't either. Yeah. Isn't there going to be a bus, you know, or something? <laughs> I, I, I could just see it now. The uh, uh, A follow-up article sometime later in the year, you know, uh, uh, baby boom after this year's Olympics <laughs> in Tokyo. Just so. Yeah, Roger, I've, uh, how's that cardboard bed? You know what? I haven't <laughs> slept a wink. I think the, uh, the, the, the two... <laughs> the, two, the two sprinters over here were in my bed last night and crushed it. There's uh, a, a picture of this thing on, on somebody's Twitter feed. It's called the anti-sex bed for Tokyo oh, athletes. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, they, they never cease to surprise me with these things. You know, much like Jurassic Park, uh, if they want to do it, you can't stop them. Is nature. Right. Nature will find a way. Isn't that what <laughs> they said? Right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Well, I mean, now that we're talking about nature, Donald Wayne, did you, uh, have you heard all the hubbub about the, the moon's wobble? Uh, apparently it wobbles around every like 18 years or so. Um, uh, I haven't heard anything recently, but you know, I think that I have heard something about that wobbling. Well, well they're, they're making a big deal out of it now because of the, you know, the, the climate issue and the, the, the rise in the sea level and all that good stuff. They're saying that the moon's wobble, uh, here in the very near 2030s, um, will cause, uh, some record flooding um around coastal areas uh, so really you know the next next uh 10 years actually you know probably a little yeah yeah i guess you call it 10 years or less than 10 years maybe nine years but um yeah the uh so the, the 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 cycle of the moon's wobble uh, uh, coupled with a sea level rise uh from climate change uh will cause a surge in coastal flooding beginning in the mid-2030s. Uh, and that's from a NASA study that they released on July 7th. said, why, why, uh, why will cities on such widely separate coastlines begin to experience these higher rates of flooding at almost the same time? The main reason is a regular wobble in the moon's orbit that takes 18.6 years to complete. Uh, the first record uh, recorded... Uh, wobble was in 1728 uh, and the wobble has an impact on the severity of the ocean's tides caused by the moon's gravitational pull so i mean that makes sense the moon affects all of that right yeah um the first portion of the cycle reverses the effects of tides making high tides lower and low tides higher the second portion amplifies the tidal effects making high tides higher and low tides lower <laughs> the moon is in the. T I know. Did, did we not get, just get confused? I feel that? like um, I feel like I could get a beat to that. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, the, said they, they said the moon is in the tide amplifying part of its cycle now. However, along most U.S. coastlines, sea, sea levels uh, have not risen so much that even with this lunar assist, high tides regularly top flooding thresholds. Um, it will be a different story the next time the cycle comes around to amplify tides again in the mid-2030s. Global sea level rise will have been at work for another decade. So, um, yeah, they're saying the Gulf Coast and Southern Atlantic Coast 
saw serious increases in high tide flooding days in 2020. Most areas were hit with an increase of at least 300%, while others witnessed increases as high as 1,100%, according to data from NOAA. Um, and that's not Noah and the Great Ark. That's you mean you know, in the increase in the tide height? The yes, yeah, high tide. Yes, the tide is high and yeah. They said there were at least fifteen major flooding <laughs> events in twenty twenty that caused over one billion dollars in damage. Uh, Fifty nine people died from floods that same year, and there have been at least twenty five flood deaths so far in twenty twenty one. So. That moon to be a wobbling is going to cost us to uh, get a little, get a little flooding going on. You know, I just wonder if you go back and look through history, um, would you not seem that see that same effect? I'm not saying that humans are not having a a, a negative impact on our environment, um, but also we're dealing with a cycle that the Earth goes through naturally as well. Well, that's. And I actually heard a, a gentleman on the uh, uh, Patriot Radio today when I had to get out and <laughs> go make a pickup. Uh, talked about that, the very thing that people ignore. These people who want to just say that global warming is, is just all man-made fault and and everything is, you know, we need to change our ways. They ignore the historical patterns of weather uh, of our planet. And right. that a lot of these things have just occurred before when there were fewer humans, when there were no automobiles, when there was no industrial age. And, and, they, and again, they weren't discounting that humans didn't have any effect, but they're discounting that they don't have as much effect as people want to blame everything on, uh, like the California fires and... Um, uh, you know, like you say, the, the rise in the tide. Of course, they've been talking about the tide rising for years. Right. But, you know, we had an ice age, too. They be- I wonder what they're going to do if we ever have another ice age. Well, we will. So, but, you know, you wouldn't tell it right now with the, with the West, <laughs> you know, basically on fire right now. So I know. It doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, I, I was looking at the... Uh, I was looking at the radar tonight, which it gives me the temperatures all across the U.S. And occasionally, since it's been so hot out there, I, I looked and uh, up in Montana, of all places, you know, it was in the high 90s and the 100s. That just doesn't make sense. No. Of course, Canada's had that same kind of weather as well. So, um, well, yeah, they actually had a town burst into flames. Yeah, you you talked about that last week, I believe, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, they're saying that a lot of the fires that have been started out in California this year have been lightning, uh, right. strikes and, uh, also poor, uh, forestry management by, you know, uh, even though the governor Newsom promised that he was going to, to do, you know, some preventative stuff in, in the forest to cut down on uh, chance of forest fires, but he didn't do it. So, right. I don't know. I, I just wonder what is what is the, the benefit from all these people that want to blame everything on global warming on human beings and that we've got to start living, uh, you know, a different kind of lifestyle. Um, 
And what and what lifestyle is that really? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess it's one where we give up our mobility, but then people in power don't. I think that's probably what they're talking about. Uh, the elite will be able to do whatever they want to do, but the us uh, uh, peons will be relegated to, you know, taking public transportation or bicycles or whatever. Right. You can you can certainly. Uh, understand that it's not going to affect the elite, whatever they want us to do. So, okay, you ready for me in the house? No, go dive dive right on in there, Donald. So you know, we did, were you here when we talked about the, the the people, the Democrats running from Texas last week? <laughs> yes, yes, I think you were here that that Tuesday night. Um. So it's come out, I think this is actually maybe a day old. Uh, what is the date on this? I don't see a date. Why don't you people date stuff here? Anyway, yeah. within the last, it says published one day ago, uh, three people from that group have been tested positive for coronavirus huh. Uh, huh. of the Democrats that <laughs> That made that little infamous trip. Now they're going to have to be quarantined for 10 days, uh, I guess, in Washington, D.C. What a and, surprise. Uh, um, anyway, this was from an article on uh, Fox News, of course. Three Texas Democrats who fled to Washington, D.C. test positive for coronavirus. They will be forced to isolate for 10 days. Uh, doesn't give their names says three of the 60. Isn't that crazy? 60 people left the state just to get out of doing their job last week. Um, Let's see. One of the members found out about their positive test late on Friday evening, but did not have symptoms, officials say. So how did you, why did you get tested? Because the article says that they've all had their vaccination. It says all House members were notified of the positive test and were all tested themselves immediately. All tested themselves immediately. How did yeah. they do that? They all have kits. Interesting. Uh, they do the finger test. You know, feel the oh, forehead. Uh, feel the forehead. I don't, I don't want to know what that is. I can do that uh, the visuals on that. The, the caucus says that two other members no found out about no. their po- the caucus well, who said what the caucus <laughs> <laughs> says that oh, two other Lord. members found out about their positive test on Saturday. The members who tested positive will be forced to isolate themselves. Hmm. Um, well, then it just goes back into well, earlier in the week, the Democrat lawmakers fled the nation to the nation's capital to avoid participating in a quorum vote on a Republican proposed bill. Um, I, you know, just to jump off that for a second, you know, I've heard this term used several times, drive through voting. I didn't even know we were doing drive through voting until I saw some of these articles. What the hell is that about? You, you, what you, at, at Sonic, you get to go up there and get a, a burger and fries and a soda uh, and then you can uh, vote like a double bacon with fries <laughs> and let me go ahead and vote for uh, for biden <laughs> yeah. yeah put me down for biden and that 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 person that's running with him 
That's right. Remember, I get that 50% off coupon there. Yeah. Um, let's see what I was talking about. I saw a photo of a lot of them on a plane, and none of them were wearing masks. Uh, who is this? Eddie Scary. Who is that? Somebody that's on Twitter oh. all the time. Eddie Scary. Have you seen the him? Name, I don't know, but his name frightens me. <laughs> and so Eddie says, had me worried about how many people they might infect. I don't know why they were so careless with all these new variants. Should just follow the science. Oh, well, that's what Biden says all the time. Just follow the science. Says uh, laws like masking on a plane exist for a reason. The Washington Free, I almost said Bacon Free Beacon reporter. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's probably Free Bacon too. Yeah, uh, it is. Very. Pork. Joe Simonson is very disturbed by this reckless behavior of these people on the plane. Um, I don't know. So yeah, it's. I mean, three out of 60, uh, that's actually, that's probably a, a little high number, especially for people. It says, I haven't found it again, but it's what I read earlier that all these people had been vaccinated. Um, <laughs> another, another Vicki Goodwin tweeted her opposition to Texas lifting. Oh, well, yeah, they're complaining about, Democrats are complaining about Texas lifting their statewide mask mandate in March, right. but yet, but yet these Democrats fly on a plane, which is supposed to be a federal uh, FAA regulation that they have to wear a mask. Um, but I guess it doesn't count if you're Democrats on a private plane. I don't know. Mm. See if there's any other thing about that. Last August, publicly slammed Donald Trump and Governor, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick for their handling of the pandemic. Uh, that's about it. That's just about it. But three of them. So, you know, uh, I got news for them. I, I, actually, I kind of like that Dan Patrick that I saw, uh, Lieutenant Governor of Texas. He was. They interviewed him the other day. He's, he gets kind of hot under the collar talking about this issue. Yeah, he and bas basically saying, you know, they can stay up there as long as they want to. The governor is going to keep calling for a special session until they're forced to address this. So uh, unless they're prepared to move to Washington, D.C., you know, which I would think if they're not home representing their districts that they uh, were voted into office for, I would think that there'd be some kind of penalty for that eventually. You know, if you do not show up to work to do the thing that you were hired to do. Right. But I, would, we'll I, would, yeah, I would think so. But again, we're talking about Democrats and in that environment. And as we talked about last week, a lot of people in the media were hailing these people as heroes for doing what they did. Standing up for the little people. And that's not a reference to Wizard of Oz either. So, huh. this was going after you in ways that this is. I mean, I said, come on, Donald. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many push-ups you want to do, your pal? You know, right. I mean, look. You know, come on, run with me, man. It's like I was in a. In a <laughs> well, we're not. 
doing push-ups and we're not running with you. I don't care what you say there. No, and I'm not sleeping uh, on a cardboard bed either. I mean, really, you know, bunch of freaks. Um, <laughs> well, you know, have you heard anything? You know, we're, we're talking the uh, the Delta variant of COVID keeps going around and going around, but it, I don't know if a lot of people have heard that there's been a Texas resident uh, has been hopple hopple. He's been hopple. Have you ever been hopple? Have you ever been hopolized, Donald Wayne? Um, well, <laughs> Texas resident. I'm open to suggestions. Was, well, I don't know if you want to try it. He was hospitalized with a rare <laughs> monkeypox diagnosis. <laughs> well, um, that, I'll skip uh, that. Yeah, 18 years after outbreak, uh, there was an outbreak in the U.S. from that, and I didn't know that there was one. Um, so a Texas resident who recently traveled from Africa has been hospitalized <laughs> after contracting what Texas Department of State Health Services believes is the first case of the monkeypox in the state, a diagnosis that comes 18 years after the nation's last outbreak of the rare disease. Um says monkeypox, which originates from the same family of viruses as smallpox, causes flu-like illness and swelling of the lymph nodes, <laughs> progressing to a widespread rash on the face and body, according to the CDC. Uh, and most infections last about two to four weeks. Uh, it, it's usually a mild infection, but it can become a serious viral illness. Um, you can get it by coming in contact with infected animals or animal products, including uh, preparing wild game or being bitten or scratched by an animal. Um, and then it can be transferred human to human um, with uh, large respiratory droplets. So be coughing or sneezing on somebody. Um, and most of the monkey pox outbreaks have occurred in Africa and the first human case was recorded in 1970 in the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, a U.S. outbreak of monkeypox occurred in 2003 after the virus spread from imported African rodents, and I don't know why you would, uh, to pet prairie dogs, resulting in 47 cases. Um, so, wow. Wow. Uh, have they, you ever uh, pet a prairie dog? I've never pet a prairie dog, and I always thought that was some kind of lewd comment. So I never, uh, <laughs> you know, you want to pet my prairie dog? No, I know. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, Dallas County Health and Human Services, uh, or Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins said, uh, while rare, this case is not a reason for alarm, and we do not expect any threat to the general public. Um. But he, this individual, and they won't put put the gentleman's name out, which I don't blame him. Said that they he actually took two different planes to get here, um, and was around a bunch of different people. And they said they've been working closely with the CDC and DSHS, and have conducted interviews with the patient and close contacts that were exposed. Um, they determined that there's very little risk to the general public, and this is another demonstration of the importance of maintaining a strong public health infrastructure. Oh, there's that word again. As we are only a plane ride away from any global infectious disease. So, yeah, uh, if we don't have, you know, didn't have enough to worry about, uh, 
throw monkey pox in there and go ahead and Google that. It's, it's not pretty and it looks, uh, looks like it would, um, definitely ha- cause you to have a bad, a bad day or at least a bad month. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I hadn't heard about that before that article. I think if one of the things that, that the COVID outbreak last year did for me was just reinforce my feelings about getting on airplanes with people from all across the country and maybe in some cases all across the world, all around right. the world, that that you have no idea what they may be carrying or what, what may be wrong with them. And uh, not only do you have to contend with the thought of, you know, you may catch something, uh, some kind of, you know, virus or something on the plane, which I did one time, and I've told that story before. But now you see all these videos of people getting into fights on airplanes and even right. in the terminals. I mean, it's like it's like one of those movies you watch, you know, where people go nuts when some kind of virus outbreak you have and people start right. going nuts. Then they start, you know, their eyes turn red and they, they're, they're zombies, but, uh, it's nuts. I, I just, I don't know that I'll ever get on another airplane. Um, not that I have a reason to, but I hate to say never, but I just just think about all of that stuff that could be on that plane with you, and you're breathing it in as it gets recirculated. Right. <sighs> Monkeypox. I that just doesn't even sound right. No, it doesn't. Not at all. I remember going to the Dallas Museum of Natural History uh, at Fair Park. And actually, that's the only prairie dogs I've ever seen in my life are the ones that they had in the museum. Uh, I know coming from Texas, people probably think we see prairie dogs all the time, but I never saw one in the wild. I saw them in Wyoming. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen, I've never seen them in Texas. I would imagine they're not a whole lot different from chipmunks, except that they're larger. And I don't know right. that they... I don't know that they're have stripes. They're more like a cross between a beaver and a chipmunk without the big tail, don't you think? Right. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> you would think that you'd seen a big beaver crawling out of a hole, so uh, it's not the case though. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> I'll have another we're not doing animals tonight we're not no animal store well never never actually no (laughs) just not at all how about that Uh, oh boy so it's in your court now Just need one more hit of that rim right there, just to complete that. <laughs> well, complete that. Yeah. Bad a dime for every time. Slap, that. slap your stick on this. Yes, rim. Um, okay, so this next thing, this uh, this this is just something uh, I saw another little uh, quickie on the uh, Fox News earlier today about. Um, and, and we've done 
some stories. I may have done one this past week about uh, people and their uh, displeasure with the American flag, some groups in the country. But this one, uh, I came across this video, and uh, it's, it's a video from a site called Campus Reform, uh, a project from the Leadership Institute. Anyway, this uh, person went on these campuses. It doesn't say what college, I don't believe, unless, unless it's an article here somewhere, but it may have been various campuses. And, and she just asked uh, these students, you know, what they thought about the American flag. What do they think about America? But uh, do, uh, uh, do you think that the flag represents, you know, what do you think it represents? What does it mean to you? So it's about, it's a little over five minutes long and it's usually longer than I would normally use, but I just think it's kind of interesting. And it's, I'd like to, for you to get these uh, thoughts from the people in their own words, rather than me just reading it from the article. So I'm going to play this so you, you can Kick back for a few minutes. You got you a drink there. Got a little popcorn, you know. <laughs> but listen to these things. I, I encourage you to listen to them because these these are the people that could be the leaders in our country in the next ten years. Some of them, anyway. And uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the world? What? <laughs> These could be the leaders of your country in the next few years. And some of their statements just don't make sense. And I I give kudos to the the person doing the reporting because she asked these questions. Uh, And I'm going to also post the video on uh, Facebook because I think it'd be good to go back and look at the, the faces. You can see the people's expressions when they're answering these questions. Right. Um. But just listen to some of the answers. It's just, and they don't really have answers. They're just giving you their opinion, which there's nothing wrong with that. But that, that just doesn't, that shows that they're not very keyed into actually what the American flag means. I think somehow or another, we've done a very poor job of educating these kids as to, you know, what the American flag means, what patriotism means, and what sacrifices the you know, the United States is made for other people around the world and good causes, despite our problems, just, you know, in spite of the many things that we didn't do right. Um, a lot of people have died for that flag. So here's, let me play this. And some of it's, some of it can be funny if you, depending, depending on your take on their, uh, on their answer. Let me, because uh, I have headphones on, it doesn't recognize me, so I have to put in my code here. Let me make sure. Ooh, let me turn that one. <laughs> All right, this is uh, Ophelia Jacobson. She's the reporter, and she did this. Uh, well, she posted on Thursday, July the fifteenth. So I don't know exactly when it was done. Hi, 
I'm Ophelia Jacobson with Campus Reform. Recently, protests have broken out in Cuba, and videos and pictures of the protests show Cubans waving the American flag in support of freedom and as a beacon of hope. We're here talking with college students in front of the Capitol today to see what the American flag means to them. Does it also symbolize freedom and democracy? Let's find out. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the American flag? I would say it represents like, the union of all people, but like there is clearly not a union amongst all of us. There's clearly like so many structural inequities. Honestly, kind of like what's been going on with like the country with all the riots and stuff. I think like the flag is a symbol of America and obviously like America has done some horrible things and like that's part of our very complex history. Shame, honestly. I felt like if I had the American flag and was associated with the American identity, I was associated with like a lot of bigotry and like a lot of racism and sexism and not stuff that I like really would like to think about the American flag symbolizing so it's a symbol of of hurt um I'm African-American um my family uh you know really built this country up it's it's controversial I think it symbolizes peace prosperity and uh freedom do you think it represents freedom no I don't um I don't think it's as free as people think it is and I just think it's a piece of cloth at the end of the day for me, no. I don't see myself represented in it, so I would not say it represents freedom to me. I think it once did, but honestly, like, recently, I'm not too sure anymore, because with, like, everything going on, I don't know, just, I think, like, we once were free, but with now, like, there's, like, just new laws and, like, new things coming about that I don't know if that's true anymore. What type of laws? I don't know, just... I like feel like everything's like kind of blocked off. Do you think the American flag symbolizes freedom? Yeah, I think I think it would be really privileged to think it doesn't. So I want to show you a few photos of some protests that have been happening around the world. Most recently in Cuba, uh, they're protesting their communist regime, and you can see American flags being flown at the protest. Back in 2019 in Hong Kong, protesters were also waving American flags, and in Venezuela as well. Why do you think they're flying the American flag in these different nations? Hmm. I mean, we don't represent a socialist government, so I don't know why they would they would wave the flag. I'm not really sure, actually. Do you think they're waving it because it's a symbol of freedom and democracy? That could, yeah, potentially. Why do you think these people are waving the American flags overseas? Mm -hmm. Um, that's a good question. A lot of um, immigrants and and people from overseas here um, around. Uh, the mall and whatnot and it's interesting for, to me to see them all decked out in, in american flags and everything uh, well i don't know it's not this perfect image of equality and opportunity i mean i'm from ukraine and so you know we obviously love america over there too the stigma is like you come to america you get everything you want and so like coming here like it's obviously a lot different like you actually have to like you know work for your stuff and like so i think like maybe in countries over there they're just like maybe they're just not keeping up with like the news around here or something or like they're maybe like thinking that like everything's fine over here and stuff i think they're kind of being naive by flying the american flag yes do you think maybe they're being naive yeah i'd say so I'd say they don't really know like what's going on i'd say i'm just, I'm just i was just saying that those like they're like our our demographic they are like the only ones for the most part who truly understand college age students have like like a pretty firm understanding of like 
for the most part, of like what's going on and like I guess all the inequity in America. When looking at all these protests, seeing all these American flags, do you think there's another flag that they should be flying instead? Maybe to represent more freedom or more democracy. What other country do you think they should be looking towards? Maybe like Sweden. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the um, some European countries I think are definitely doing equality on a on a better or doing better at equality. I'd say if like they're trying to symbolize equity then like i'd say either france or switzerland why does it have to be a, a national flag we could be flying the you know equality flag like i don't believe it has to be nationalistic i don't think we should put any country on a pedestal yeah is what what's the country where like e there's not even really a prison system they have like really low crime rate like what's that country you know what i'm talking about i've seen like maybe on like social media and stuff where like uh they've talked about like I don't know, like uh, some place that like, it's just, it's yeah, like the crime lights row and like everything's like fine and it's not like this. It seems like when a lot of these people are flying the American flag, it's because they're seeing America as this beacon of hope that they, they want to strive to be America. Do you think that America should serve as an example to other nations to the point where people are flying the American flag when they're protesting their tyrannical governments? Whoa, I think America has the opportunity to be that beacon of hope. I don't think we're there yet. Any kind of looking up to America as it is today, like, has to incorporate the fact that, like, we are a nation built on slavery. I Right now, no, but I think we could be. I think it can in some ways, but I think other countries like Denmark or Canada might be better for them to look towards. Yeah, I think we should. We should definitely uh, be a good example and set a good precedent for freedom and democracy to all. All right, well. There's no hope from for our the country. mouths of the college students. I don't Have you know. Have seen that movie Idiocracy? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I implore. It's a it's a comedy, and it, you know it's funny, but it it basically shows what the, what the the country would look like if these idiots were running it. Um, these people who don't look into what they're actually talking about um, have not formed an opinion based off of any kind of even loose facts. Um, yeah, idiocracy. I, 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 I ask everybody to go to go watch that. And I, there was actually an article I saw today that that, that shows that we're not going to be too far from that. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I. Uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, I like that comment. Well, I've got several here that I'm going to comment on, but I, I like the guy who said um, college students seem to have a firm grip on what's going on in this country. Uh, B.S. They have an opinion. And I'm sure there's very a lot of very bright, and there are some college students that uh, aren't, you know, uh, sold into this craziness stuff that uh, liberals right, are right. preaching around the country. So anytime you mention a group of people, you always run the risk of saying, well, there are exceptions to that. But that idiot who right. says, yeah, college students have a firm grip. Yeah, you're the ones that want socialism, right? Yeah, that's a firm grip. But I like the the girl from Ukraine. Now, she, when if you watch the video on, on Facebook, you'll see that this, she goes back to these same people. There's about I don't know, maybe 10 people that they, she goes back to 
so if the voice had sounded familiar, that's why. But this one girl, she had asked her several questions. And then this last time she asked her something, uh, she said, well, I'm from the Ukraine. And, and she says, people over there think you come to America and you get everything you want. And then you come over here and you find out that you have to work for it. What a shame. <laughs> like, I mean, what a shame. What idiot over there in Ukraine is saying that they give it to you. Oh, well, Biden has been president that long, so they couldn't have gotten it from Biden. But I just thought that was an idiotic statement. Oh, my gosh, I'm disappointed because I come over here. I have to work for it. Uh, but uh, let's see. What else? Somebody. Uh, I like the the girl that says, yeah, it's just a piece of cloth. It doesn't represent oh, me. Oh, boy. Um, and then. Then the one that said, um, uh, let's see, I tried to do these quickly. The one that said, why do we have to have a flag at all? That, 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 uh, why can't we just, if we're going to have a, a flag, have it about, uh, unity instead <clears throat> of a, right. a, a country. And she said something about, uh, I said, why do we have to have a national flag? That's what she said. Don't put a country on a pedestal. Okay, so do you realize, is what I would like to have said to her, do you realize that you may not think that you have all the freedom that you should have, but do you realize how little freedom you would have if you were living in some other country like Cuba or China or Russia or Brazil or Argentina or some of these other countries? I mean... Yeah, we have problems. We have things that certainly need to be fixed. But, you know, these people that are so critical of this country and the one and, and she kind of got the, the person asking the question, she kind of uh, confused some of them because they couldn't answer why these people like in Cuba are flying the American flags or why people in other countries that are protesting are flying American flags. Because it's a symbol of freedom. What right. other flag do they fly in the world that is a symbol of freedom? Are they flying the Venezuelan flag or the <laughs> Cuban flag or the Russian flag as a symbol of freedom? No. It's old glory that they're flying. You right. Know? And, and that goes to show you how uh, much our educational system has failed us um, in, in, in government education, as well as, um, you know, the high class education that so many families are paying for. Right. Um, we're, we're really missing the mark, really missing the mark. And it's, it's evident in this little clip she played. Yeah. It's obvious that these, these kids, these college students fail to learn anything about world war one or world war two. The fact that, you know, most of Europe would be speaking German today if the United States hadn't intervened. Or there's well, a good possibility that they could well, have Well, the sad thing German. is they probably got a relative that fought in old w, WW1 or WW2, and um, they would roll in their grave hearing them talk like this. Yeah, there was a couple of brainiacs. Did you hear the comment about... Uh, Oh, there's some country that doesn't have any crime and they don't have the problems that we have. What is that? Antarctica? I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and you also have to look at the size of the country. Look at the size of the United States, and and just there's just they're not they're supposed to be the cream of the crop. Uh, and then there was one kid who said something about it. yeah. Uh, maybe the the flag of Sweden or Denmark, you know, might be a good one to copy. Come on, uh, do you realize that you wouldn't even be able to be answering these questions, nor would they have been asked of you in some of these other countries that you think that are better than the United States? Um, well, that's that's, that's the leaders going to affect us. Um, in a very negative way over the next, uh, you know, 20, 30 years. So. Of course, unless we can reach these people. And, and the reason that I bring it up, and, and I, I hope that a lot of people who try to make an issue of these things is we need to figure out what we're doing wrong with these kids. Uh, and, and, and the other point is, they're wanting to do the same thing to to uh, our elementary school kids now. They want to get started on this indoctrination into these crazy ideas about right. how society should be. They want to do it to your three and four year olds, and um, you know it's it's going to end badly if we don't turn this around and start. You know, it's it's amazing that you can live in a free country. And, and most of these kids that, that were asked these questions were white. Um, the one from Ukraine, of course, she didn't look like, I mean, she looked like she'd been here all of her life, didn't have any kind of an accent whatsoever. So, But most of these kids were white, and they have no appreciation uh, of what it's taken to get them to where they are in their life, the sacrifices that people made to uh, allow them to have the kind of life that they do have. So it's, it's very, very disappointing. But I'll post that on Facebook, and then I'd encourage you to watch it just to see their reactions when uh, that one, there was a, a minute, of, of about 15 seconds of silence. That guy didn't even know what to say when she says, well, why do you think these uh, people in Cuba are, or displaying the American flag. Uh, he was well, just. I don't know. <laughs> well, because they don't know any better. Maybe because that is oppression. I, I truly think we need to be able to send some of these people to some of these places that they think are better than the United States and, and make them stay there for six months or a year. And no, I, uh, I, I agree as well. And. Uh, and see if that changes their attitude. That's the thing is, you know, when you're you're. Sometimes when you're raised in an atmosphere um, like you are in this country, and it's not that everybody experiences the same atmosphere, but you really don't know what hardship is until you've had to live in some of these other places in the world that still exist today in modern times. Uh, it's, it's scary. I, I just... You know, they were talking this weekend, one, one other comment about this, and then I'll, I'll get out of the way so you can do your next thing. But they were talking now how many different countries people are escaping their countries, coming down to the southern border and coming in the country that way, trying to bypass the immigration laws. And it's not just South America anymore and Mexico anymore. It's it's 
all across the globe. People are, are getting that, making their way down to Mexico and coming across illegally just, just to uh, bypass the immigration system because they want to get here so badly. Well, and there'll be some of those individuals that'll be highlighted right away that, ah, yeah, I don't really think you're coming from um, Chihuahua, Mexico there. <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's getting bad. It's a mess, Donald Wayne. It's a mess. I was raised in a different time, I'll admit. And I had a different kind of life, I'll admit, although it certainly wasn't privileged. Uh, if anybody wants to have that conversation with me someday, but we were just, we knew, we knew what America was about. We, uh, you know, we knew that it also, of course, young, we didn't know it had as many problems. I didn't know as much was going on as I do today about what went on. But um, when you see people in other countries, even in China, even in India, um, a lot of places around the world and, and how they just have to, to put up with regimes that will, you know, basically, you know, if you protest, you disappear. You're gone. Right. And uh, they're saying that's happening to some of the people down in Cuba now, that some of those protesters are disappearing, that they're very brave to be standing out where they can be uh, on camera and people can identify them and standing up for what they want to happen in Cuba. Right. We, we've never had to do that in this country, except in the civil rights movement. There, Those, you know, people who were involved in the civil rights movement, yes, there was a lot of things that they went through that um, certainly may be comparable to some of these other things. But uh, there's, there's so many people that have never had to deal with any of that. And they just don't truly appreciate living in a country where they don't have to worry about some of those things that are going on today. Hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, idiocracy. Idiocracy. Watch. I made a note of that. Was um, that a, re a recent film? No, no. It's it's got to be from the nineties or early two thousands. Oh my goodness! Yeah, An it's, oldie. It's basically, yeah. What basically what uh, what we'd look like if idiots uh, <laughs> were running the entire country. So oh well, we can just pay attention right now. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, and then, and then I'd pay attention to to what um you know what's going on with all these different um bills that they're wanting to pass. You know, recently, uh, Senator Rob Portman says IRS enforcement is off the table for funding the uh one point two trillion dollar infrastructure package, and you're like, oh, what do you, what do you mean IRS enforcement? Um, the Ohio Republican is one of 22 senators working in the bipartisan group to negotiate the infrastructure framework, said increasing IRS enforcement as a way to raise new revenues faced pushback from Republican colleagues. And I bet it would. I mean, um, one of the reasons it was no longer a viable option. He also said... Democrats are considering including that proposal 
and a, the separate $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, which created quite a problem. Portman said uh, the group of 22 is meeting again on Sunday, so I guess they met today uh, to negotiate ways to pay for the package. So this is all about just getting monies to pay for another bill that will pray for another bill for another bill. But um, uh, he says that um, that's one reason we're having initial meetings today and had more meetings over the past few days on this topic. There are other ways to do this. There's legislation, one called the Medicare rebate rule that provides significant revenue. Um, I've been on the phone with a lot of congressional budget office and, uh, and with the Joint Committee on Taxation over the weekend, and we have a number of pay-fors, and that's important that it be paid for. Um, so the deal would have provided a $40 billion budget boost for the Internal Revenue Service after decades of cuts. They were going to pump $40 billion into the IRS that would allow them uh, to collect unpaid taxes. So they would be going after people like gangbusters. Um, recent IRS research says the annual tax gap between 2011 and 2013 was $441 billion. Jeez. And a Treasury, a Treasury Department analyst used that figure to project a $584 billion gap for 2019. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of money being left off. But, you know, if we had the fair tax, it wouldn't matter because it'd all be paid on goods and services. Yes. Um, yeah, well, you know, and then the Senate left town last week with a lot of unfinished business. But, you know, we're, we're getting used to people just booking when they don't want to take care of business. So, um, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Schumer attempt to push it forward by advancing a floor vote on Wednesday. That didn't work. Way to go, Schumer. Trying to push that past everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, we're still looking. Uh, they're still negotiating. In fact, last night was a negotiating some of the final details with the White House, and later today we'll be having additional negotiations with the Republicans and Democrats who come together to put this bill into a track that's very unusual for Washington, they were saying. Uh, this is a little confusing for people because it's actually 11 Republicans and 11 Democrats putting this together. Uh, Chuck Schumer, with all due respect, is not writing the bill, nor is uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, by the way. So that's why we shouldn't have an arbitrary deadline by Wednesday, they said. But yeah, they they're they're trying to push forty billion dollars into the IRS so they can come and knocking on the doors and taking this money back. So, um, but it's one bill after another after another after another. Now I know we, I know we talked about it last week. They want to make the stimulus payments automatically triggered for the future uh, with any crisis that comes up that that meets that threshold and checks will all automatically be sent out I, I don't know where the money will come from i guess the printers are still be rolling um 
we don't really have to have anything to back it, I guess. Just ink and, uh, and well, good paper. Yeah, so Yeah, not anymore. They don't have any uh, backing for it. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting. They were they were about to dump, or they're trying to dump forty billion dollars in the IRS so they can come hunt everybody down. Well, d- did you talk about it last Tuesday, or have I just read it somewhere that they've hired thousands of new agents for the uh, IRS? No, I didn't. You probably read that, but yes, okay. They're, they're they're packing the IRS anyway, but they're trying to put more money into um into, into that goal. So create more government jobs. Sure. Why not? Well, you know, I also heard that, um, that's, uh, especially this group of Texas Democrats that have run like babies up to Washington, DC are trying to encourage Joe Biden and, and group to, uh, continue pushing for the HR one bill or the SR one bill, whichever way you want to refer to it. And they're, they're wanting them to slip it into some other financial proposal bill that, that they're, they're, they're still pending in Congress. And uh, so they're trying to get them to sneak it into a bill that might have a better chance of passing. But uh, hopefully nothing that had SR1 in it, HR1 in it, would ever make it past the Senate. But hmm. you never know. They're going to keep trying. Oh, yes. They want to keep trying. I mean, of all the government agencies that they want to put more people into, IRS, I mean, come on. Like you said, this fair tax thing, isn't it funny that we talked about taxes, um, I'd say even as far back as 20 years ago was a big thing. And uh, this fair tax thing came up. I think that was when Herman Cain was running for president, wasn't it? Yeah, Herman Cain, Neil Bortz, uh, they were the authors of it. So Yeah, they were pushing uh, the fair tax. Neil, was it Neil Bortz and Mark Levin? I, I don't know. It was a, a group of individuals. I, One of them was Neil Bortz. That well, Herman Cain had a yeah, Herman had a little bit different uh, spin on, on that than Neil did, but they were basically the same. Right. And you know, it's basically a consumption tax, which – is the only fair way to do a tax. Although people, you know, liberals will say it's not fair because you know that uh, rich people can af- can afford it better. They can afford to pay, but they're also going to be buying the million dollar yachts and the airplanes and and the expensive cars and two and three homes. And so they're going to be paying. They'd be paying consumption tax on those things, and there right. wouldn't be any tax loopholes for the consumption tax. Except, in my understanding, and this has been a long time ago, that they said that um, uh, people making, un- if they were in the poverty level, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't be paying anything in the consumption tax. I believe it was, hmm. I forgot how they figured that. I think they were actually going to do payments to them each year to uh, to help them out. But uh, I mean, it's really only the true fair way and people would spend more you know think about it if you got your whole paycheck of course i haven't had a paycheck non-generated by me in so many years i mean i've never (laughs) it's been over 20 years since i've had a uh, another company give me a check but i know in in those days if i could have kept everything that was on my check 
uh, life would have been a little bit different for me. Of course. And, and then you have control over what you spend, you know? Um, I mean, it's kind of like what Georgia's done now with this, uh, this stupid tag thing where you go buy a new vehicle today in Georgia, you have to pay all that tax up front instead of paying it out every year when they send you a, 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 a bill, which it actually stings. I'll have to admit it's not a great thing, but, um, that's kind of what a consumption tax would be. Right. Pay it up front. So don't hire any more IRS agents. Jeez. Mm. <sighs> well, indeed. Uh, did you have another one? Because I, I, I stopped. No. Uh, or is that your second one? That's, that's it. Let's see that. Okay. Alrighty, well, I have kind of a, um, the closing thought is a little bit longer than usual tonight, so I'll just leave it up to you. What, uh, you want to get us headed towards the door? Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll get headed towards the door there. I mean, uh, you know, we, we petrified folks with the IRS, so probably... (laughs) get off of here so they can get their affairs in order. Um, yeah, you know, we appreciate you downloading the podcast. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to hit that follow button. So you'll get updates on new podcasts that come out. And also, uh, we encourage you if you're a Twitterer, then, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Tristalk WG Uh, make sure to email us at Tristalk. 69pts at gmail.com and let us know what you think about the show, any comments, uh, any suggestions of things you'd like to hear, any pictures you want to send. Yes, BP. Well, any Uh, pictures? I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, we have to screen them. Um, But yeah, just, you know, let us know what you think. And we're also on Facebook at Tristalk where you can see all the um, articles that we use are posted there. And the um, uh, all the podcasts are posted there, as well as the pictures that get approved. Um, but you can also find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Playa FM. Um, we are on every Sunday. Uh, well, really, every day of the damn week. Um, <laughs> you know, Donald Wayne, Donald Wayne's doing a good job doing <laughs> The mini pods, and we do our our show together every Sunday, uh, Tuesday, and Thursday as of right now until we change that. So, um, but yes, um, you know, look, we we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we love you. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs> yeah, just basically every damn way of the week. Every damn day of the week. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, that was funny. Uh, Yeah, we do appreciate everyone who downloads, listens to the show. Uh, Hopefully, those of you who miss us live, you know, we may give you a little teaser one of these days. Who knows? Um, But as we progress with the show and make continue to make some changes, you know, just have to keep tuning in and finding out what we're up to. So. You never know. 
who may surprise Indeed. you one of these days. Um, the closing thought for tonight is from uh, Sir, uh, Sir Philip Pullman, and not of the uh, the railroad car either, not, not that guy, but he's an English author of high-selling books, not about drugs, but including the Northern Lights, the Amber Spyglass, the Sub... The Subtle Knife, I don't know what that's about, and La Belle Sauvage, I don't know what that's about either. Well, that's but supposed to clear your nose out. A Sauvage? Or is that a syringe? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You, <laughs> I, I, you made me think about that. I'm not quite sure what, that, what you'd use that for. So, uh, anyway, so Sir Philip said... It's a shocking thing to say, and I know it was a shocking thing to say. That's what he said. It was, let me do that again. It was a shocking thing to say, and I knew it was a shocking thing to say. Okay, it's all about inflection. But no one has the right to live without being shocked. No one has the right to spend their life without being offended. Nobody has to read this book. Nobody has to pick it up. Nobody has to open it. And if you open it and read it and you don't have to like it, and if you read it and dislike it, you don't have to remain silent about it. You can write to me. You can complain about it to me. You can write to the publisher. You can write to the papers. You can write your own book. You can do all these things, but there your rights stop. No one has the right to stop me from writing this book no one has the right to stop it from being published or sold or bought or read. And that is what he said, Philip Pullman. And that's true. If you don't like it, put it down. If you don't like it, don't buy it. But you don't have a right to keep somebody else from doing the, you know, buying it if they want to. Indeed. So with that, Let's see. I, I'm going to do this. I guess, Dennis Lee, if you want to grab the lights, we'll be back together on Tuesday. Good Lord Indeed. willing, the creek don't rise. That's and right. It, it has been raining a lot here in Georgia, so who knows? Well, I'm going to take this bulb with me, Donald Wayne. <laughs> All righty, Dennis Lee. Stay safe, everybody.
Thank you.